in episode five in the loop me and c loop in studio right now just the two of us cozy there were two of us what was it episode three zach and i had solo chop now it's you and me we're not always gonna get all three of us we aren't zach is gonna be in later in the episode calling in he's gonna call in via the itl hot take hotline we're gonna be doing a new segment we haven't really come up with a good name for it it's sort of like fantasy blank so fantasy, whatever the category is that day. Today the category is... Actors over the age of 60. Fantasy actors over the age of 60 coming up on In the Loop. We're going to bring Zach in for that. Chris and I are going to talk a little NBA Finals, mostly just LeBron. I know you want to sort of sympathize, empathize with LeBron and having to deal with his legacy talk, not just in the Finals, but pretty much throughout every day of his career. But then Z-Loop and Kloop... At the end of the episode, are going to record a podcast on Sunday night. If I didn't mention it, this is a Friday evening chop. Game four played last night. Series tied 2-all. But then after game five, Zach and Chris are going to chop up that game, preview game six. And I will not be here. A lot of content coming your way. What do you got going on Sunday night? Oh, I got Scotch and Oysters with With Brian Kenny. It's that time of the year MLB Network's Brian Kenny. Yeah, formerly of ESPN. And HBO Fight Night. Yeah, he's a big fighting guy, actually. So... Yeah, he likes getting scot- scotch and oysters every June, so usually the second the weekend, because that's when the scotch mm-hmm. and the and the oysters, mm-hmm. the, uh, it's the a convergence, the of little necks, is it not? Are all in season at yeah. once, so yeah. Yeah. I won't be here on Sunday night. But Brian, one of these days, I'd love an invite. Lot of NBA I like scotch too. Lot of NBA shop coming your way, and Kloop also wants to talk Jimmy Harbaugh, the coach. The enigma that is Harbaugh, winning a ton of games, causing a handful of players to retire. What do we make of Harbaugh? Psycho or Savant? Is that is that what we're asking here? That's well played. Then we're going to finish the show the way we normally do. You got a little Danny Rayburn memorial send-off for us? Yeah, I got, some, I got something I want to talk about. And I got a huge shave of the week, although I just experienced one, and all the golfers out there. We'll relate to this. I'm at the club, hitting eggs, and there's a huge... Nice mem- Friday afternoon Yeah, you, good huh? Friday yeah. afternoon. Wow, yeah, some of us were working. And uh, there's a member guest meltdown at the club. I, I'm just talking 50 golfers, all aged 30 to 40, horrible golf jokes flying around left and right. Transfusion hits me in the face. Just a tough day to want to hit balls. But Wait, you you were saying it was a meltdown? Was there like some sort of uh, emergency? Or no? no, there's no emergency. It's just crowded. There's people everywhere. Yeah. There's a J.P. Morgan analyst well, dude, rolling on top of you. Yeah, you got to understand, though, dude. The, the member guests, when you're 40-plus, that's like New there Year's was... Eve. That's like New Year's Eve mates with Ibiza Yacht Week. It was like, the Super yeah, Bowl yeah, 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 for yeah. these guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The excitement. Yeah. And I hated it. Yeah. Hated every second of it. Oh, I play golf on Sunday. Dude's bragging about, and I, I have. You got to bring. I your, have a spidey sense for brutal conversations. Yeah. I can hear him from across the As range. You know, so do I. I think they all are. And these guys, the bragging about the weekend without the wife. It was just. Oh, that the best is the guys who are like, yeah, you, weekend you know, like, by older myself. Work guy who comes up to you and he's like, so what are you doing this weekend? You're like, ah, going out. He's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I bet you are. Oh, yeah. I used to go out yeah. so hard. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and then it would be, or like on a Wednesday morning, they're like, you go out last night? You're like, no, they're like, 
God, if I was you, I'd be going out every night. Yeah, Thursday morning. What'd you do last weekend? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're, we'll yeah. talk about the one coming yeah, up at this point. Yeah, wife's away two Shit. weekends this month. I'm going to go nuts. So Country Club member guest mail. And then I'm taking the train back. Phone dies. I noticed that. I wasn't getting the old delivered when phone, I was texting you. Right. Phone's dead. But I'm expecting the new and improved, luxurious Metro North. Oh, you got so- <laughs> old salt. <laughs> With the plugs? Yep. No, yep. I I got old trusty. Yep. No power, no wattage, just the empty bar car that there. hasn't been in service since 72. Yep, 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 yep. So I was riding during – there's nothing worse than a train ride without a phone. Although I do like – You and no, your I, thoughts. I, I, I don't want to get the Metro Why? North. Why? Why? Because I you like are in deep. In, I know. I like the Metro North. You're a commuter, baby. you in front. You can kind of put your legs up. You don't have – never mind. Yes. I don't want to get into it. No, it's, no. It's dark. I don't All know. our Metro North commuters know about that cushion on the old suckers. Oh, God, that cushion. Why Where were we? Know? Teasing the show? Yeah, we were just going to start the show. NBA Finals. Fantasy actors over 60, Jim Harbaugh, and then we wrap up the show the normal way with the sauna. In the Loop, Episode 5. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. All right, back on In The Loop, episode five, Matter of Housekeeping. Find us at InTheLoopica.com. That's where all the episodes live. On Twitter, at InTheLoopica. On Facebook, we're on iTunes. Find the podcast in all of those locations. New Instagram. Ooh, John did a really nice job with the Instagram. How could I forget? he's not here today, and I had to set all this stuff up on my own. Yeah, let's give you a little credit for that. That was a jam. No Zach, no John with us right now, recording this on a Friday evening in the studio. There and, are wires everywhere. I felt like I was diffusing a bomb and trying to put this thing together. Kloop, you took it upon yourself. Oh, I didn't take it upon myself. You went to Starbucks and there was nobody else. I needed a cold. It was, it was just me. I needed a cold brew. Yeah, cold bevy. But you did well. I th- we think this is recording. Yeah, hopefully. If it's not, then let's enjoy uh, it. Just the two of us. It'll be like us. back in the ESPN days when they would just shut it off at the beginning and let us talk. We would talk for two and a half hours. It show. would be like going to lunch, except you know no one's listening. Wow, I really thought this thing was longer than twenty <laughs> minutes. Felt like we were there from six until nine. So Friday evening, game four last night, Warriors tie it up two apiece. Not going to get into the nitty gritty. I want to get into some of the bigger storylines. Both of them involving LeBron's body parts. One at the top, one near the bottom. The middle. And Not an elite dick, if you ask so, me. So, series so far, just kind of break it down. Cavs shockers in games two and three. Warriors even it up. Looks like they're right back in the driver's seat. You got to give Kerr credit. Like, I found myself asking why it took, it's taken so long to get David Lee in the game. But now he's getting in the game. At the right time, and he's making a huge impact. Well, I, I think you have to look. look if you, LeBron's been amazing. I th- it goes completely without saying, and we'll talk about this a little more in a, in a second. That LeBron has been otherworldly in this series uh, on defense, playing point guard, basically dribbling the ball the entire possession, and just taking over each and every game. But Draymond Green and Harrison Barnes were unspeakably bad for three straight games. So. They gave you last night. You saw what Draymond Green has been this season, which is a big, a point forward type player who can make plays. I think he had six assists, seventeen points, and Harrison Barnes starts to make shots. And Cavs role players played terrible. 
J.R. Smith. Daly and J.R. were terrible on offense, and it kind of has been the stories of the role players, I feel like. Like you said, Barnes and Draymond absolutely non-existent in games two and three they lost. Barnes hits a bunch of early shots yesterday. Green gets freed up, being guarded by Mozgov when they go small. And Mozgov dominates him on the other end, but it doesn't end up mattering. He works stuff. I mean, he had 28 points last night. Yeah. The day that you thought Timo Mozgov was going for 30 and 10 in a a playoff game. Anyway, I digress. So I do feel like, to an extent, LeBron was otherworldly, but it has kind of felt like you're going to get what you're going to get out of LeBron, and Steph and Clay are going to do what they do for the Warriors, and it's the other guys that are making the difference right one now. thing that makes you aware of how special lebron is though is steph curry's mvp you can take steph curry to an extent out of the game by blitzing him and double teaming him he's not physically imposing enough to just assert his will on the game he needs other people to make plays lebron's like he sees harrison barnes on him and he's like i'm going right to the bucket walking every to the basket. single time yeah and it's like this kid i mean he's not a small kid but like no chance. There are just people who LeBron sees that are on him. He's like, I'm going to the paint. I'm going to get fouled or I'm going to score. Steph Here. is still working so hard for shots. And that's the one thing I think kind of works in the Cavs' favor is just how hard it's been in this series to get buckets. Like, there's no space on either end. I think if you're the Cavs, I wonder if you agree with me. Best you can hope for is you get a game seven. You get a game seven and you hope that LeBron can carry you through it. I mean, that if, if that if that's your best case, isn't it? Totally. And the... The numbers in fourth quarter and overtime just suggest and speak to the fatigue theory. It's just not sustainable the way LeBron is playing and the team he's playing with. It reminds me of a transcendent high school player and a shit team playing against a really good high school team top to bottom. Yeah, well, that's what it is. That's what it has been. Once Kyrie goes down, I think one thing that people are not— it is being discussed, but— when Kyrie and Love go down, of course you're losing two All-Stars, and LeBron's reminding us quite frequently. But your team is getting better on defense. They become a, like a really good defensive team because those guys are actually their defensive weak links. So in a way, for two games, I think it played to their advantage. Whether it does over the course of a series is another thing. I just think the Warriors have... I mean, they really impressed me the way they came back in Game 3. Game, Excuse me, Game 4. Last night, yeah. Like, they took a serious punch, and totally recovered in the best way they could have and and the other thing that i was saying about just think about if you were the warriors and for basically what was it five days now you haven't won a game in five days the whole world is zeroing in on you if you lose game four it's over you're not going to come back from that and they showed up last night and they played their asses off and they played really really well it was an impressive response from them backs completely against the wall how much are you worried about LeBron's head? I mean, a really sc- first of all, do you think he flew a little higher and farther than he had to? I think sometimes LeBron tries to call uh, actually draw flagrant fouls, and that was one of those times. Like obviously, he wasn't trying to bat- bash his head in, no, and leave bloody. I, I think we can agree with. But you. I think, I think there was a little extra. I, I, look, I don't think it's going to be a factor. I really. I didn't think it was a huge factor when Steph fell on his head. People, anytime someone's head gets touched in 2015, we have to act like we're all concussion specialists, right? You shouldn't let him back on the court. It, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think there are people who probably do. Yeah, after Steph's fall especially, I think that was a... The Twitter masses were ready. Pretty to loud narrative, yeah. yeah. It's like, he had a concussion. It's like, well, they had doctors that probably know more than we do. 
And what about the package? What kind of look did you get? That's tough. And uh, still, how many replays did you watch? I still can't. Well, I, I see. The thing is, I actually wasn't watching at the time, but then on my Twitter feed, let's just say I got a lot of LeBron. It exploded. You know what I noticed online is that basically there was a waterfall effect, and I think websites just accept the fact that they couldn't not yeah. dive in. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's a, that's a Midwestern Rust Belt package. <laughs> you know, it's the kind of package that makes you work for it. Do you Wait, can we, 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 we? I want to talk about LeBron in a, in a little bit of a different way for a second. Can we do it? Yeah, not the package. Uh, no, enough. Uh, no, not about his package. But I want to talk about how he's the only guy in professional sports where, for some reason, we cannot enjoy the moment with him. Like it has to be compared to Jordan. Like, even during these finals. It's like, well, if he wins these finals, is he better than Jordan? It's like, his career isn't over. and It's I, been his whole career. It's insane, though, because it, I guess it's because he's so far above his peer group that we cannot compare him to anyone that's playing. There's no point to compare him to other players right now. But just, I, I just, and I don't think it's reasonable to do that. Like, it's like, we don't do that with Tom Brady. We're not like, well, if Don't Brady, we, though? Don't we? I think when it's all said and done, you can look at Brady's body of work. He's also very close to the end of his career, okay? LeBron ha- probably has three, four, five good years left in him. It's not fair to do this at this point. No, it's an incomplete resume, and to compare the two is silly, and uh, we've talked about this before, and I don't like the conversation for a number of reasons. But, just, but it is the price of being great in sports is that you live with these conversations but there's no every day. enjoyment of the moment with LeBron, I, I feel like. And, no, and even his biggest fans, way more concerned about his legacy than anything absolutely. else. Absolutely, they want him to They're win. They're the protectors of the legacy. Yeah, like, it, 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 first of all... Z-Loop, I'm talking about you, Z-Loop. Well, the other thing is with LeBron, It's all he cares about. The other thing about LeBron and this LeBron-Jordan insanity is that the people who don't like LeBron made up their mind a long time ago that they don't like LeBron, and they're not going to change their mind, and they'll always be able to go back to, well, Jordan was 6-0, because LeBron already has three losses in the finals. I think if he gets to the same total, it's just as impressive. Dude, the, it's losing like, in finals does not concern me legacy-wise, especially when you played with two of the worst three teams to play in an NBA so finals in the last three that's, that's, my Three next decades, point is yeah. that's my next point is so would we look at LeBron differently if he had been let's say three and zero and hadn't made the finals the other time? No, well by that metric, Big yeah. Shot Bob Ori is is has better career than it's LeBron. Like, so would Tom Brady be the better quarterback if they hadn't gone to the Super Bowl and lost in the AFC Championship game instead of losing to the Giants? He's four and zero then. That's yeah, it completely changes the way we look it's at it. Absurd him. logic. What did he have to do with the last play in the, of the Super Bowl last year? Yeah, it's and and that's and like that's the thing with LeBron. It's like and now he's just on Mount Rushmore immediately and probably number one ever. I don't know what it is about this guy, and I'm not a huge LeBron defender, but I think it's insane that every time it's like we're in between Game Three and Game Four of the 2015 Finals, and people are like, "Well, if he gets this one, is he Jordan?" It's like just enjoy it, man. The There's never been an athlete like him. As polarizing. Ever. As polarizing or in the national spotlight for as long and starting at such a young age. I like He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 16. Think about the stages of LeBron, like the phenomenon, and then getting into the league and, and dragging on. the Cavs to the finals and then going to the Heat. It's like all these different stages and... Yeah, by, by now, people have just made up their mind one way or the other. A long time ago, man, I feel like. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you tattoo the chosen one on your back. 
and you know what I've said about the the Michael argument in the past, and this is something that our friend Nick Pino gets on me about, is that I, I don't think we saw enough of him during the time when we were, like, coherent sports fans. I mean, fans. I'm a, I saw the very tail end of Jordan, I guess. I mean, Dad would, like, tape the fourth clip. Like, I remember going to a, a Jordan game when he was on the Wizards. That's probably the only time I remember seeing him The only him thing you can say about Jordan is I think there was a more aesthetically pleasing aspect of his game, and LeBron's game is such brute force that I guess, like, you could, you know, if you you could say I like to watch him more. I guess that makes sense. But I just, it's, it's such an unfair deal that he has right now. LeBron. Yeah. So you're empathetic i just think and i'm not a huge lebron supporter i just think that it's tough that he's like he's so far and away better than anyone else playing right now that we have to compare him to somebody who is mythology it's all mythology with jordan that's what i'm saying is that it's all myth yeah Yeah, he's fighting a ghost it's all mythology like no no one even remembers the stats that specifically they remember the six and oh and they remember the ghost of jordan And Space Jam also. God, if he had just did dished, LeBron do a movie? No, if if Jordan had dished it to Bill Murray at the end for a corner three, is Space Jam the greatest movie you've ever seen? Didn't Murray make a huge play though? Yeah, yeah, he made a great he made great passes, but at the end, yeah, yeah, he made good passes. Yeah, he, but at the end, if Jordan instead of dunking it with the extended arm, I just had kicked it, dished it to Murray, and then if Murray had somehow made the Bulls at the end, that would have been even better. Okay, leave NBA Finals there for a moment. Kloop and Z Loop are going to be recapping game five of the NBA Finals and previewing game six on Sunday night. I've got scotch and oysters with Brian Kenny, so I can't make it, but that's going to be at the end of the podcast. Z-Loop is going to join us via the ITL Hot Take Hotline for our draft. That's next in loop. All right, back on in the loop, and we have Z-Loop via the ITL Hot Take Hotline, Zach in Connecticut, refusing to come back and do the podcast this evening. So uh, we have him on the phone. Zach, good afternoon. Hey, guys. And afternoon. you're joining us for Fantasy Actors Over 60. I believe you picked this first category. Yep. What? Because it's good-looking, good-looking actors. Guys that have had good long careers, guys that you want to hang out with. So kind of, we're kind of judging these squads subjectively using those criteria. Yeah. Looks, of course. Right. Careers. It's open to interpretation, I think. It's kind like, of whatever you're looking for in a good actor what over like 60. in a man over 60 who happens to be in the film industry? And we're taking three stallions each? Yep, three each. There's no pool. We've all been kind of doing our own research on this. Doing our own work. Obviously, each like our own flavors. Kloop is, Zach, Kloop has been on his cell phone nonstop throughout the podcast. Why? What is he doing? I I have no idea what he's doing over there, but it has been brutal. Research. Very bad. He's been texting. Who? I don't know. Zach, why don't you start and we'll just whip it around. Zach, Alex, Chris. I get the first pick. Yeah, first pick. Yeah, you get the first pick. Take the first pick. Go ahead. I was not prepared to pick first. Why would you be? You refused to come in and do the podcast, so why why would you get the first pick? We're going to give it to you anyways. Is it a snake or is it... uh, I think it's just one, two, three. We got a huge fool here. I thought we were going to snake that sucker. All right, you want to snake it? Nah, no, let's not snake it. Zach, go first. First pick. I know who you're taking. I think I'm going to take the guy that's probably first on everybody's big board. He's had a good career. I think he's 82, Michael Caine. Holy shit. I didn't want Caine. Everybody remember their squads. We obviously will, but so we can recap because I'm not going to remember who everyone took. So Zach goes with Michael Caine. I had a feeling he was going to go number one or number two. All right. Chris? Is it my turn? Yeah. 
I'll take Daniel Stern. Yes. Yeah, Daniel Stern uh, of, Cel- oh, of Celtic Pride. <laughs> wow. Daniel Stern, Celtic Pride, Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Um, there was a time you told me that he was dead. That he yeah. was dead. In the last five yeah, years, I asked you what Daniel up. Stern was up to, and you told me he was dead, and I believed you for, <laughs> dude, for what, six months dude, before for I stumbled worth, upon it online that he was still living. Dude, for what it's worth, I thought he was dead. This wasn't even a hoax. Yeah. It wasn't a Twitter hoax. This was you. Poop actually believed it. And I told, you know when you hear something like that and you just repeat it to everyone when Daniel Stern comes up? So then I started a whole tree of people thinking Daniel Stern was no longer with us. Well, he's he's with us and he's my first pick. Maybe he's listening. Uh, he's also I've, in Bushwhacked. It, it's my turn and I'm almost shocked that you didn't go with Pierce Brosnan because I'm taking him at the three. Wow. Just wow. into his 60s. And no risk with that pick. High reward, though. A sexy pick, too. Right, Zach? Yeah. It's like taking a linebacker from Penn State. You're getting Brosnan slicked back. (laughs) What? What's the parallel? Linebacker, you. It's like solid guys come out of there. Paul Puzzle, isn't he? Penn State linebacker is the least sexy thing you could ever draft. But whatever. Zach, pick number two. Fantasy actors over 60. I'm going with the real sleeper here, all right? Um, age 70, I believe. I'm going with Tom Selleck. Wow. <laughs> I saw Tommy Selleck on yep. my big board. Yep. Sure. Obviously a Hall of Fame mustache. Mm-hmm. What if yeah, you like I mean, Selleck in, Zach? Friends. You're a huge Friends guy. That's what you like. I mean, yeah, I love it? Friends. Yeah, he plays Richard in Friends. That's pretty much... I mean, you see him he everywhere. Plays Richard He's gorgeous. He's got the stash. Neither of us could have got into Friends, really, the way Zach just... Nobody got it. I figured Brown's I could have taken. I figured I could have taken Selleck in second or third. They really wanted to show my appreciation. You like your team so far, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Your team is solid. Couple of legends of the game on Zach's team so far. Fantasy actors over sixty. Kloop, pick your second guy. Christopher McDonald. He played Shooter McGavin <laughs> in Happy Gilmore. Oh my! He also God. played. He also played. So now I have two guys who are actually in the same film, which was Celtic Pride, because Christopher <laughs> yeah. Christopher McDonald. He played the coach he, of the Jazz. He plays the insane coach of the Jazz, who Daniel Stern actually kidnapped his best player. So I've got a real good synergy going on my team. Lurch, why don't you take the bad crap and stick it on the bench? He watch Celtic Pride again, by the way. Way. For those of you having a you weird moment. No, Zach, Zach, I know I could go Ackroyd. I'm Holy not going to, but shit. I thought about I thought about rounding out the team with Danny Ackroyd. Zach, a couple of old reliables with Selleck and and uh <laughs> And I got some wild cards with Chris <laughs> was some a lot of off the field issues, I feel like, for here. I don't want to throw around allegations. I'm not sure what's out there about McDonald and Stern, but we're not talking about squeaky clean records. My team's great. All right, wait, give me a second here, because maybe I was going to pick McDonald. You know who I'm going with? And I've always loved this guy, and you guys are going to call it a sleazy pick. Ted Danson. Great pick, dude. Wow. I thought about it. Wow, yeah. What I mean, a silver fox. He's been in a ton of shows that I like. I like Sketchy Bored to Death on HBO. No one else did, but he was in that. He's in Damages, which I'm crushing You're now. right when you say nobody he else. Was in, <laughs> he was in Saving Private Ryan, Sketchly. <laughs> and uh, as far as looks and over 60 go, dancing, hello. All right, Zach, number three. Round out the squad. I'm, I'm worried I'm forgetting somebody big, but... 
This guy if it's if it's Dick Gear, let me remind you now. This um, <laughs> this guy probably isn't on a lot of boards because not a lot of people know that he's over sixty. He's actually coming in sixty-one years old. He's a friend of the podcast. He's dropped dead gorgeous, and his name is Dennis Quaid. Wow, Dennis Quaid, huh? Wait, I got to get an age check on someone, and it's on, I'm gonna do it on the phone that Zach is calling in from. So this is dangerous. That is Zach. Really nice pick though with Quaid. Loved him in any given Thanks. Sunday playing Cap. What's his name? Cap Martin, something like that. Yeah, he plays the salty old QB. Yeah, whose wife like berates him into playing in the championship game. Right, oh can, man, wait, can I go? And it, before you do, the guy I'm thinking of is yeah. the strike of six zero. So okay, if so, you don't land him. Well, man, I thought of somebody that's 60 on the dot, and I hope it's too It definitely is. Okay, well, the man I'm thinking of, he would have been 62, and his name is Patrick Swayze, and I think that that he's going to round out my team nicely in spirit. So, Patrick Swayze of Point Break, um, rest in peace, born August 18th, 1952 um, in Houston, Texas. So, Patrick, welcome to my team in spirit in all the best ways. Dark. But what a squad I put together there. <laughs> Chris is patting himself on the back big time. I feel like I won the draft, boys. <laughs> you have Nobody else two, the sketchiest wild, team. Two absolute wild cards and a dead guy. <laughs> He's not just a dead guy. Dude, why don't you show some respect? You're talking about Patrick Swayze. All right. Zach, first, first you guess who my 60-year-old is. Okay. The 60-year-old I looked up is Richard Schiff. <laughs> I thought about taking Shiv just to chafe you. Is it Shiv? And you what? No. Toby from uh, from Westwing. I can't believe Shiv is going on pick. This is bullshit. Zach, you don't even watch the Westwing. Yeah, but he's great in Entourage, dude. Yeah, like as himself, Zach. Don't you like wonder what he did in acting? He had one role. He's a delight to look at. My six-year-old is Kevin James. Costner. Oh wow! <laughs> How shocked are you that he's sixty? Turned it in January he's not. on the eighteenth. Oh, oh yes, he did. Man, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that wow. his ca- his name is his middle name is James, but Costner. So Zach, you recap your squad for America quickly. I got Kane. I got uh, Dennis Quaid and Tom Selleck. Nice. Dude. Really nice. Really got, solid, top to bottom. I got Christopher McDonald, a.k.a. Shooter McGavin, Daniel Stern, and Patrick Swayze. May he rest in peace. And I had yeah. Pierce Brosnan, Pension for Adventure, <laughs> and Ted Danson, the Silver Fox, and Costner. Just turned 6 out. Zach, any other notables wow. you'd want to mention? A bunch, actually, that I'm like, I mean, obviously only nine guys who get Turns there, out so most of your perfect. favorite actors are over 60. Some Pretty of the much best all guys we I have in this country. Robert, I mean, Robert Redford is 78. <laughs> he is weathered. His look is incredible. Richard Gere, I mean, definitely could have gone. Yep. Um, Alex loves Gear. Yep. Samuel L. Samuel L. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. You know who I wanted to pick, but he's not 60, is Gary Oldman, who plays, like, the detective in Batman. You know, like the oh yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you how old's the guy. Let me tell you what he's in for a second and why I thought of him. He plays Sirius Black in Harry Potter. Wow. Holy shit! Yeah, I looked it up today. I almost fell out of my chair. Oh my god! Oh man! Yep, yep, yep. So holy shit! Go look it up, America. It's legit. (laughs) Wait a couple. Okay, a couple more. Harrison Ford, Martin Sheen. Ford is really old, right? Yeah, Ford is (laughs) ninety-two. 
He just he just hit the big nine oh. Just so you know, I'm I'm looking at right now top thirty good looking actors over sixty, and number one is Michael Caine, and they are not wrong. <laughs> he is by far the best over eighty. Holy uh, shit! Back in the day, he was an absolute joke. Yeah, he's a he was a five. Well, he still is. But... Zach's back in New Canaan looking up Michael Caine Young on Google Images right now. I love doing that. That's a joy. Anyway, all right, fantasy sixty year old actors and over. Zach's going to have to think of a new category for next week because this is coming back in the dog days of summer. I wonder if anybody's going to understand this segment or think it's funny. I think, like, five people are going to think it's funny. Like, 5,000 are going to think it's weird. Yeah. Kind of like me at the five-year reunion. Yeah. I was going to say similar ratios. Mm -hmm. So, Zach, we're letting you go. I don't know what you got on tap for tonight. You don't want to know. I I really don't. Yep. Kloop and I are talking Jimmy Harbaugh. Psycho or Savant? Ten seconds in the loop. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. Moon, la, la. Yeah, yo. Bitch, better have my money. Y'all should know me well enough. Bitch, better have my money. Play down, call me. All right, back on In the Loop, talking Jim Harbaugh. What made you want to hit this topic on in the loop this week well i saw a story and this is still unconfirmed but if true it's amazing and it speaks to uh probably why one of the reasons oh, this why, is the team meeting yeah, why jim is well no this lo- is incredible go ahead yeah, explain so it speaks to why jim is probably not with the organization anymore but apparently he was in a meeting with players and jed york showed up the owner of the team and jim told him to leave the meeting because it was for men only it's insane <laughs> like to his owner can you think of another coach, pro or college, on earth that would say that to an AD but or an see, owner? See, the thing about Harbaugh is, like, he might at that he might not have known who that was. Like, he you is, think he just had no clue? Just thought it was another suit trying to hone in on his practice, and he wasn't some happy. marketing suit. <laughs> yeah. Like Jim, that was the owner, and he's like, whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I mean, dude, there's like amazing, amazing Harbaugh stories. There's like, great color. There's just like incredible stuff. I heard one story. I was listening to the radio, and Dilfer tells a story. God, about, he's a psycho. About how they you, remember they used to do like the QB challenge at the pro. Oh Bowl? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Dilfer's down there, and like it's like ten guys. It's like it's in Hawaii or Miami or wherever, and they're like they're partying, they're in flip flops, and then they're like, all right, let's go see, because it's like a quarterback contest where they throw the ball through hoops and all this dumb stuff. Like a skills competition. And then, so all the boys, all the QBs show up on the coach bus, and there's Harbaugh going through the drills, practicing the drills in full gear and cleats at the Pro Bowl. Oh my God. And then he God. goes out and wins the thing the next day. I like to think I would have been a huge Harbaugh guy. Oh my God. He's incredible. For Indy. And what about the. The laser tag thing is Harbaugh, too, isn't it? Oh, the bachelor party? Yeah. The second bachelor party. What's that one? He made his name Captain Comeback in the laser tag And he destroyed a kid, right? Yeah, and he found one 10-year-old at the the laser tag. And they, like, you know, you can see the stats afterwards of, like, who got the most kills against who. And they just found out that Harbaugh stopped one 10-year-old kid who, like, wasn't a part of the bachelor party so he could win. He just preyed on him. Preyed on him. Had to get the W. And meanwhile, he lost... 19 games in his tenure in the NFL. That's right. 44 of them. Yeah. In, yeah, and in three NFC championship appearances and a Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl. And as close to winning a Super Bowl and not winning one as you could possibly be. I'd be surprised if he looks at it that way, but yes. Do you think he would still be in San Francisco if they'd won that title? Probably, right? 
so hard to fire someone after a title, right? Almost impossible to fire them and tougher to leave. Well, dude, apparently he I don't wasn't know. on speaking terms with uh, Trent Baalke, the GM. It got pretty by toxic the, there the in the end. And, like, and then was, you have all these guys dropping like flies retiring. Patrick Willis, Justin Smith, Chris Borland, and now Anthony Davis, who's a really good offensive lineman, says he needs to take the year off to mentally regroup. Do you think like, he— Like, was he at war? Did he just <laughs> assault these guys? I don't—see, but that's the thing. I mean, it, look, it's weird, but I do think that Harbaugh wears on people. Right, like I think got to he, he and and that's the thing. It's like they loved him the first couple of years, and then it's all of a sudden it's like I can't even I can't even be near, near this person. Well, first couple of years he was a rookie and sophomore coach in the NFL, and so that? I think he was probably even though he was still psychotic, he was probably a little more tame. Well, then he has success, and, it's and like, then oh, it's just, oh forget it. it. Yeah. And these NFL coaches, <laughs> once they start being successful, it's like everything I do. Is perfect I mean, and took, correct. When you take Alex Smith to an NFC title game and damn near win it, you can do whatever you want, as far as I'm concerned. Coach with your pants off. It got me thinking about your little note about this on the rundown. Got me thinking about other true lunatics in coaching. He's got to be the most psychotic, though. Like Frank Martin. That Where does he uh, coach yeah, now? He, he used to South Carolina. He used to coach Kansas. Bobby Huggins pops into my mind, too. Just an absolute Huggy lunatic. Man. But see, this is the thing. So th- this is kind of. Part of what I, why I put Harbaugh on the rundown is because— Psycho or savant. Well, the psycho thing works a lot better in college when the kids come and they have no choice but to listen to you, and then they have to leave, right? Like, it, it, you're dealing with grown men with contracts, and then you're dealing with kids who are on scholarships, and you're the boss. Yeah, that's why that's why I question a Tom Izzo in the pros. That's why I, I don't know if Urban Meyer's shit would ever really work in the pros. The biggest hardos it, it just are doesn't, in college, right? Yeah, the hardos— succeed in college kids go get abused for four years and then they leave in the pros the egos the length of contracts yeah, and the amount of like, time i don't have to listen to this you're just person. sick of this yeah. shit they're grown men with families with wives with kids that are <laughs> screaming and shitting and they can't sleep you can't talk to like yeah like you're screaming at you patrick willis yeah, at the top yeah, of your yeah. lungs you can't talk to frank gore like he's a top they probably looked at him like he had six heads sometimes but at the same time he motivated these guys for a few years so i think that I, there there is a balance there it's i think like it's a perfect a, fit where he's going yes he will be i think it would have ended in some sort of lawsuit or arrest if he had stayed in the pros if for he too wasn't long an nfl coach i'm positive he for <laughs> what like aggravated like, assault or like he'd work at like construction like ordering people around and probably be really happy doing that yeah i, I don't know what like other a, jobs like do a you foreman assault yeah I, what other jobs do you get rewarded for being a complete hard of psycho foreman yeah I, uh sheriff <laughs> yeah he, he would be a cop he'd be a, he'd be a cop, he'd be a cop. He'd, no doubt he was my on mind. one of the videos that you see online yes and then you know gets his badge taken away um, but so what is Michigan? What are they, 25th ranked team in the nation? They're just at the bottom of the rankings, I think. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Look, whatever. They're, gonna have a they, long... they're not going to win the Big Ten. Eventually, it might be a good rivalry. How good is him and Urban Meyer going to be as a rivalry moving forward? Yeah, there will be an be, incident. There will be an incident this year. That's going to be incredible. I mean, him and you know who else is a huge, like a very quietly but a huge hardo is Mark D'Antonio, who coaches Michigan State. Guy had a, had a very sleazy heart attack mid-game and then kept coaching once. So – 
Look yeah, it's chock full of uh, hardos, the Big it's Ten. It's great. It's great for college football. I think Michigan kids want to play for him. He's, he's already getting elite quarterback recruiting. Um, like he's you know he coached Andrew Luck like he th- th- this is a guy that people want to play for without question and he's got a body his his look has not improved yeah off? not good yeah it's tough so Harbaugh there on the body note I think that's a beautiful place to leave it. <laughs> Come on in. Shut the door. Don't let that heat out. Because we're in the sauna. See loop and a loop. Feel free to take your towel off. With some absolutely steaming hot takes coming for you. I'm ready. And you know what I've actually really started to like about the sauna? What's that? Is the variety in the hot takes. Yeah. Not necessarily sports You're related. You were talking elections the other day? I was talking popular vote. Let's count them up. Let's put the... I just ripped Fred Hoiberg. You said Fred Hoiberg sucks. I think he does. I said get the electoral college out. Let's count the votes up on Twitter to, to pick America a president. one sauna take at a time. It doesn't matter how big or small the problem. Let's just check them off the list. And today will be no different. What do you have for America right. on this steamy Friday evening? I don't evening? want it to seem like I'm just going to rip someone new every week, but I got somebody in mind. And he's just been he's been giving me the red ass. Who's lately. going down he's this been, week? Yeah, he's been giving me the red ass, and his name is Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, no. And you know who you are, Daniel. Oh, Jesus. And so I was doing my filmography, looking at stuff up, because I needed to find actors over 60 who I wanted to hang out with. And he's there. Well, I figured he would be like a nightcrawler type dude because he could be anyone you wanted. So it's like it would be ch- it would be cool to roll with Lincoln for a night. No, yeah, listen. Anyway, forget uh, it. So he didn't make the <laughs> cut because he's actually fifty eight. He's not sixty yet. Good job. Are Daniel. you sure? I'm sure he's fifty eight. Okay. Anyway, so I was looking at his film. Like this guy is such a dick because he has to be the biggest hardo. He probably thinks acting is the most serious thing to ever happen ever. Right. So I read about this role he was in, 2006. Called what is this deep research? Listen, the Ballad of Jack and Rose. His wife wrote and directed oh, it, yeah. so of course Danny's gonna star. And it's a film about him and his daughter on an abandoned island. So of course he has to go totally deep into the role and become this person. So to prep for the role, he spent quote as much time as possible away from his family. Good job, Daniel. You're a terrible father and a terrible oh, husband. That's it. You're done. Hoiberg, done. Day Lewis, gone. And by the way, you're welcome to come defend yourself next week in the sauna. No, I'm going to tell John to cancel the call. Daniel Day is not coming on. Was that too hard? I mean, it's annoying. He also used no, to No, it's fun. When he played the quadriplegic in, Don't my, apologize. in my left foot, he made people on set carry him. He is Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. He made – imagine if you were a staffer, okay, like a low-level staffer, and you had to carry Daniel Day-Lewis because he was pretending to be paralyzed. Yeah, they probably loved it, but I could see how I'd you like, wouldn't like it. I'd be like, you walk. You will walk. Anyway. And here's what I'll piggyback. He wins an Oscar every time he does a movie. It ruins a Best Actor and category – Every year he does a movie. I'm also convinced, by the way, that when... He, when is that and it's not being the case? I don't want to get dark, but when he does pass, okay? I think he's going to be in a film as a corpse, and that'll be his lasting life. He's going to die on film. He, and no, he will give. He, he will play a dead <laughs> no. body in a film. He's going to play Kennedy and actually take one. 
And it'll be the ultimate sacrifice. Live. He will get the Lifetime Achievement Award. And Leo will get screwed out of an Oscar because Daniel Day took a live round on film. Because he didn't have the balls to die in a movie. Get out of the sauna, Daniel Day. Anyway, that's all I got. Here's mine. And I think I've talked about this before, but I got to get it out to the masses because I think everyone listening is going to agree with me on this one. You know the last feature on a TV remote? Yeah, hey, you get like, two in. Yeah, you get two back, in the holster, yeah. and you jump back yeah, and forth. Jump back and forth. You're watching the Bachelorette in the NBA Finals, and you're going to and fro. Sure. Here's my hot take: three options on the last feature, so you can load up three channels. Because sometimes, dude, there has to be a way that you can do that. See, this is the thing about my chafe last week. It had to do with the time war, the fact that when you have Time Warner and you turn the TV on every time it goes to New York One. Friend of the podcast, Ryan Patino, actually told me that's changeable. So, does Whatever. it still count? It still bothers me. If I haven't changed it, it's still allowed to bother me. Dude, if it bothers you, it bothers me. But what you. do you think about the three options? I'm with you, man. Last, I, I, last, last. I got nothing to add. I'm still trying to come down from my Daniel Day-Lewis hot take. So, I actually was thinking about that because I was watching The Bachelorette earlier. And I thought about using my hot take on that program because I had a couple. One is that guy, J.J., Whose title is former investment banker? <laughs> like, what is that? Did he just hit it that big that he's like thirty-one and he just hung it up? He's like, they're here's my thing is that they're all unemployed, right? I mean, they're all well, on the Bachelorette. That's why I think it would be you have to have some balls to go no, ask your boss if you can take like eight to twelve no, weeks off for the so Bachelorette. They're all former whatever they are, right? Because they're or they're just taking a break. I don't know. So I was gonna say that's best title in television. But also, Chris Harrison, the host of that program, is anyone in America better at their job, better at their specific gig than Harrison is at his? I don't think you can you can be better at your job. And you try and put that to the test every day at Juicy Juice, but I think Harrison edges you out. Let's get out of the sauna. It's getting a little warm, Clue. It's steamy in here. After that beating you put on Daniel Day. I bet he didn't see it coming. He's blindsided by this when it comes up on his Google feed. You know, because he probably Googles himself. <laughs> We're going to end this show the way we end the others. With a Danny Rayburn memorial send-off from Kloop and a chafe of the week from me. That's next in a loop. Back on In The Loop, wrapping up episode five. Clue, give it to us. All right, so I've been thinking about this. Uh, these guys who escaped prison, these two salty guys, well, murderers. Richard Matt and David Sweat. If you've seen them, please contact the authorities. But, you, you know all the deets on this, by yeah, the way, no, right? I know the deets. Do you know all the little granular I details? This, I know all the dark details, and that's not what I'm doing here, and I don't want to make light of this. It's serious. Contact the authorities if you see them. But... I was thinking then. I thought for a second you found them. You had seen them, and you were here to announce it. I wish, man, but I feel like they would overwhelm me if I did find them. But I was thinking that in, like, a simulation, being on the run from the law, like in a game situation, would be kind of enjoyable just to see how long you could make it. Um, Totally agree. Kind of like Grand Theft Auto or the game with Michael Douglas. Anyway, so it got me thinking. I was putting it into the context of the three of us, and I was thinking which of us – 
would be best equipped to survive on the mm-hmm. lamb running from old Johnny Law mm-hmm. the longest. Mm-hmm. Now, let me give you, let me tell you what I think. I think you would last the longest because I would be so desperate to like tell the world I was innocent that I would get into a standoff with the police really fast with like a loudspeaker trying to like tell my point. Wait, so are we working under the assumption that we're innocent? These guys killed people, convicted the whole nine. One guy dismembered someone. We're using that as a jumping off point here. It's not totally the So we are innocent. Sure, maybe, maybe not. It's kind of like the fugitive with Tommy Lee Jones. Right, so I'm like day one standoff and i'm like with a loudspeaker and they're just like we don't care what this dude is saying we're just gonna that's such a bad idea exactly but i think i'd be so desperate to like get my word out there zach would be so desperate to take revenge against whoever had wronged him that they'd know exactly where to look for he would not care at all about the law enforcement searching for him apprehending him he zach is the guy you know uh jeremy renner in the town yeah yeah. if yeah if zach gets into a jam he's he's holding court in the streets and then you i feel like it'd be more like nuanced wiley and you know what the other thing i I would put my trust in the wrong people i think like i would would, like this is getting so dark for you fast sorry i just think i would reach out to the friend who immediately calls the cops on me so you're gonna Grab a loudspeaker, yep. try and convince them you're innocent, and then call a, a bunch of idiots that are going to give you up. Right. Yeah, who, so. I th- who I thought were my friends. I'm like Johnny Depp. I've Bob. actually loved this story. Well, I haven't loved it. Serious issue. If you see them, call the authorities. But I've liked it for this reason, and that is it really is putting to the test. Like, you wonder if you could go unseen when the whole world is looking for you these guys are on every news channel yeah. they are full on on the lamb the yeah, and running. they're making it work i i suppose I mean, we're yeah. day seven of the manhunt and they're still out there but i think i agree with you i think i would have the best chance yeah i would be right back where i started and Maybe you're totally like, right about z loop blaze of yeah. fire yep yep just blind rage <laughs> when he got out of there and I, I mean he would he would accomplish the revenge i'd also get so bored <laughs> by myself i'd like need someone to hang with they'd be like you're on the run i'd be like come on dude let's just, let's well, just what would you thing. actually do because these guys so they're upstate new york just in the forest like would you what are you going to canada are you hiding out in the woods I don't know, dude. I just get so bored. I feel like being. I don't think the bit the boredom would be the <laughs> the worst issue you'd have, dude. I don't want to. I think it'd be like food. I'm bad at camping. I like being around people. I like to, this is. I mean, like for a number of reasons, I don't want to go to prison, and I just named a lot of them. So your last call, suffice to say, you would be terrible on the lamb. Terrible on the lamb, and even worse in the slammer. <laughs> <laughs> let's not even let's not even go to the slammer, seeing as we just got out of the sauna. Uh, my chafe of the week. This is a big one. This is a biggie, and all New York City residents are gonna know what I'm talking about here. The parades. Oh, the parades are brutal. Oh, the parades in the summer, and it feels like there's one every weekend, and it's a different whatever. I I don't have anything against these different cultures, obviously, and 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 nations. Of course not, guys. No, no. I man, love all man of the world. Love all nations, but here's a little word of advice. But if I had to pick one, I no. didn't like. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the I'm, worst. 
If you're wondering where this is going, I'm gonna rank my top five least favorite ethnicities. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's not. That's next week. That's next. That's next week on the loop. But here's the irony: is that you celebrate your your group, right? Whatever it is. But really, all that ends up happening is you annoy an entire city. So by letting them know, so it's really counterproductive. To have these parades in New York City, shut them down. Well, dude, the thing that I'm always like is like, who's they're like, so what are you doing today? It's like, oh, it's like a gorgeous Sunday, and then what are you doing? Oh, I'm gonna go bang on this drum for four hours down in Midtown. Like, <laughs> I am going from 90th <laughs> to the Village, yeah. standing in a truck bed banging on this saucer. I, I'm like, that's cool. I'm probably just gonna hang out here and play FIFA, but do your thing, man. And the traffic, it just, it's hurting you. It's hurting you. That, that's, that's my advice. Shut the parades down. Sure. Shut them down. Jay for the summer, maybe. All right, let's leave it there. Uh, the last call. Kloop would be very bad on the lamb. The Jay for the week. Parades. Stop banging the drums. <laughs> Stop banging on them. You're, you're annoying everyone. Go inside. Everyone likes your culture a little bit less after your parade. Welcome back. As Alex teased in the opening zach and i are here recapping game five of the finals and previewing game six he could and not seven and seven potentially he couldn't be here because he's getting scotch and oysters with mlb networks brian he's kenny. getting oysters with kenny that's right right now what yep and we were not invited but uh fuck last night's game game five in the Cavs warriors series warriors now up three two after a win last night and we are going to preview game six tomorrow night Zach, first question for you as our resident LeBron defender. Are you nervous? Down 3-2. Every right to be nervous, but why don't we ask the king? Nah. nah I feel confident because I'm the best player in the world. That's simple. There you have it. The best player in the world, self-proclaimed. So I wrote out a few questions. I'm kind of taking over Alex's role as host for this one. So I wrote out some th- stuff that I want to talk about related to last night and, and how you're feeling going into tomorrow. I, per usual, have no notes. No notes at all in front of you. So the first thing I want to – do you feel like last night was a winnable game that got away, or do you feel like they never really were going to get that one? I think that they definitely could have gotten it, but the Warriors are just – the Warriors are a great team, and they're a team that, when they heat up, you have to have certain firepower to be able to, to stay in the game with them, and they just didn't have the firepower. Last night, Curry went off in the fourth quarter, which he's bound to do at least once. The big move last night was Blatt going small to counter Golden State going small, taking Mozgov out pretty much of the game. I think he only played nine minutes after scoring 28 points and having 10 rebounds in game four. What do you think of that decision, and do you think he will continue to put Mozgov on the bench and go with a smaller lineup? I don't know. I think that we might see a little bit more of Mozgov in game six. Um, I like the decision. I thought they, I thought that they played. That's the problem. I, I kind of almost feel like they played as well as they could. Last night. Last night. I think, I mean, maybe if JR had been able to keep it up, JR was on fire in the first quarter. One thing that the Warriors have done strategically is really smart is that they just, they're not, it just seems like they are content to let LeBron if he wants to wear himself out getting scoring and taking the, the load on himself, they're going to let him do that. They're not going to let the role players go off. I mean, with the exception of Mozgov 
And Delvadova had one big game in the series, but other than that, they've really limited the role players and forced it to just be completely on LeBron. I don't know. I, I feel like they were doing that in the beginning more, and I feel like in the last two games they've kind of been doubling it more. And I don't even think – I think that the role players are just bad. You don't even have to limit them. They're going to limit themselves. Well, like, Delvadova's not good. Delvadova's awful. He's uh, He played he, – he basically had one good night. He had 18 points. He takes over the internet. He goes to the hospital for exhaustion, but it turns out he kind of... I was actually thinking for his career and, like, free agency-wise, Del Vadova would have been smart to just hang it up after Game 3 when he went to the hospital for exhaustion. Deli, Deli, Try to get a new contract next year. That would have been a smart play. He's just... I feel like if you're a Del Vadova, you know that you have to play great defense on Curry, which he has been doing for the most part. But he's for doing, some reason, I feel as well like as he, can. he gets the ball and he just wants to score, which is absurd because he can't score. And if you're a player like Del Vadova on that team, you have to know your role. Like, he, he reminds me of a college player where if, if you get anything from him, it's like the eighth guy coming off the bench in a college game right. like where you have to spell a good player, and but he's out there for 40 minutes a night, and they just don't have another option. So ne- the big conversation, talking point today, I was like watching a lot of stuff, listening to a lot of stuff, is – Will LeBron get the MVP if the Cavs don't win the series? Um, which does, in a way, already starts to dismiss whether or not they have a chance to actually win the series, which they clearly do. But what do you think about that as a topic? LeBron wins the MVP because they win the series. but uh, So you think the Cavs are going to win the series? Yeah, I'll take the Cavs in seven. Jeez. All right. Well, I mean, that's... All right. If they, okay, okay. If they yeah. don't win the series. I think it depends. I think if the Warriors... Win in six, they win tomorrow night, maybe tonight, if you're listening Tuesday, which you probably are. Then Curry plays really well, they'll give it to Curry. If he goes lights out back-to-back nights and they win, I think Curry gets it. It would be pretty awkward, in my opinion, to because of the ceremony. I think that they said the last time it happened— it Jerry was, West. Jerry West. And it wasn't like a thing. They, they mailed him the trophy. It was the in trophy. like the 60s. They mailed him the trophy. It wasn't like a big presentation the way yeah. it is now. Now they call it the Bill Russell Award. There's a big to-do about it in the post-game celebration. Right. If LeBron had a great game six and they lose on their home floor, it would make a little more sense so that kind of the fans could give, give him the love that he deserves. Yeah. Whereas if they lost in game seven in Golden State, I just feel like the stage doesn't really permit Presenting I think, LeBron with them, I think trophy. it really depends on Curry. Because if if Curry plays lights out, he'll I think he'll win it. He'll well, but if he doesn't, then then who? Then you can't. I don't know. I can, you can't justify giving it to anyone else. Obviously. Yeah. I, so I think it's whether or not he's deserving of it. Thus far, if he had, I think one more great game. Look, he last night he was unbelievable. He was phenomenal, and he kind of showed you why he has was the MVP during the season and how hard he can be to defend because those shots at the end, it's not like. It's not like Del Vadova wasn't on him. He's just yeah. throwing up ridiculous sometimes shots. Sometimes with him, I mean, we've been watching it since he was 17. Sometimes yeah. it just doesn't matter. But there were some hacks on the internet today that really pissed me off and about the LeBron saying he's the best player in the world and saying that Curry is, like that Curry's more deserving of that title right now. It's like, fuck are, off, Are we dude. talking about hacks in the media or people just like— No, hacks in the media. Or like dudes on Twitter. I don't want to name names, but there are some guys in the media who are saying that today and wrote about it. I read a Sports Illustrated piece. I mean, you should feel free to name names if you don't want to. That's fine. Okay. He's a hack. All right. So that's great. <laughs> all that's all you know. you know who you are. Yeah, he knows who he is. Um, in a text earlier, uh, we were in a group thread. You said some use some colorful language to talk about how you were going to critique the quote LeBron haters. So the one oh. thing that I'm kind of left wondering, and I know that you kind of you know of, how to get me going. No, well you 
you definitely perceive there to be a lot of LeBron haters, but in my opinion, I don't think there are that many anymore. In this series, if anything, he's gotten nothing but love. Who like are the haters really still out there in your opinion? The haters are definitely out there. I hear about it because I'm a LeBron. I defend. Other, okay, I'm a defender. Bale, skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. Notwithstanding, because he like he it's his job now to like needle LeBron. The haters aren't haters on LeBron. The haters are the Jordan ghost lovers that we were talking about. So what you're saying when you say LeBron haters, you're saying the people who are comparing him to Jordan yeah. in a negative light, right? The problem is, I, I just don't think that that is a worthwhile argument at this point. Like, I, I think LeBron is getting more love than he's ever gotten in his yeah, career right now. He is. I was saying today, I think even if they lose, this is for his legacy, quote-unquote. This might even be the biggest, like, accomplishment of his career, doing what he's doing. Because now people are like, okay. All right. For it to be—I still consider his accomplishments of winning titles more impressive than what he's doing now. I think if they got another game, I think losing in six doesn't necessarily frame it as well for his legacy as losing in seven because it taking some taking them to the limit. But I honestly think it does. I think that this is doing more. Like he's been amazing just because of the statistical. Not no, not even because of this. Like if you watch the game, it's one on five. It really is. It really is one on five. And he, when he played for the Heat, there were times when he would be able to. He can't check himself out for two minutes when he's not on the court. It's a bloodbath. It's like, please, somebody get fouled, go to the line, or hit a miracle three. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I, I was thinking last night. I was trying to trying to figure out if I thought that the what the Cavaliers could have accomplished against the other teams in the Western Conference playoffs. And like with this lineup, I don't know if they would have gotten out of the first round. They would have had a lot of trouble with the Spurs. I think the Grizzlies would have given them problems. Yeah. The Clippers would have given them well, problems. With this lineup. Yeah, it's 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 really a tough ask. Even just looking at Kevin Love last night, it's like, oh, dude, if you were out there, you would be so silky and you're gorgeous. But so your concern is just, his legacy, though, at this point, all it is is a comparison with Jordan. And that's, I mean, that's a pretty great place for him to be, if you think about it. Yeah, but that's where he deserves to be. I don't. Think He's number two right now. Yeah, I don't... And the people who love Jordan, it's just such shit. It's like, I hope you're happy if they lose again. Like, you know? Well, people aren't going to change their mind about this. You got This is just going to be part of your life moving forward. No one's going to change... The people who don't like like LeBron in comparison to Jordan aren't going to like him. The people who do, do. Jordan never showed his cock on national TV. (laughs) You got me there. Moving on. (laughs) Um, That was well stated. David Blatt. Gorgeous. If I told you he isn't going to be the coach of the Cavaliers next season, would that surprise you? Yes, definitely. Really? Yeah. I get the sense that, that he LeBron doesn't like him, that it's not going well. I did completely disagree. I love Blatt. I think LeBron loves Blatt. Blatt but, is but king LeBron in my mind. But LeBron has undermined him so many times. Like He calls him out publicly. He says he's like changing his plays and stuff. That, they, that was one time. They hired, that was one time. But they hired Blatt before... LeBron, they knew they were getting LeBron. I don't yeah, think they would it was have. a blessing. I probably don't think. I think we can agree they wouldn't have gotten. Who would they him. get? I'm, I don't know. Scott Skiles, he's taken. I don't know. I'm just saying. PJ Carlissimo. That would be a really nice hire. But so so you think. You I think, think Blatt's done an awesome job. They're going to stick with Blatt. Yeah. He's got LeBron and four guys who suck. <laughs> and they're in game six of the finals right now. Well, that's the thing. And, and that's one thing I, with your legacy conversation that is worth stating is moving forward like there's not a worthy opponent in the eastern conference for no them. like the, I, the Cavs. i expect the Cavs. if if like the even the skeleton of this roster is intact they should make the finals like the next couple of years yeah i truly believe that on you could put lebron on any roster in the nba and that they would win the east 
and compete in the finals. I don't know. The Sixers have a pretty thin team. Dude, look at the Cavs, though. Without Kyrie and Love. Well, the Sixers have a lot of second-round picks, though, which they can— Yeah, but Embiid would sack up and play. He might He's not a even, friend of the podcast. He might not even play next year now. You hear that, he by the way? No need, dude. They'll get the first pick. So, a little chop there. Let's move on to the most important question tomorrow night. What do you think? It's probably going to be tonight, you know? All right, well, tomorrow night, we're, I told We're people, trying to be—you think people are going to listen tonight? Well, people are going to listen as soon as they get their hands on this puppy. But but I told them, all right, so for us, it's tomorrow night. For you, the listener, it's tonight. What do you think? Who do you like? You like you like the Cavs? I like the Cavs. I really hope they win. You like them, the home dogs? Are they dogs? Was it two? Well, they've been dogs. In every, yeah, they're going to be dogs. Yeah, I think they, I don't know. I hope they win. So you like the Cavs, and you want to throw a little free candy America's way, tell them to take the home dogs? No, just take the whatever they are, four to one, five to one, to win the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> win six and seven see you later i didn't get to do a parlay of the week so you know i might as well up the ante yeah that was tough we missed the parlay of the week all right there you have it i actually am with you i think the Cavs are gonna win tomorrow night at home and and drag it back to, to golden state for game seven people have been really dismissive i think the con it's it's funny it's like even when they were when they were up two one people expected them to go back down now they're down three two everyone's kind of like well it's over I don't know. The Cavs can get a game, and then it's Game Seven. So I'm I'm not dismissing them at all at this point. It wouldn't kill if Curry missed some shots too. That'd be great. Well, that's one thing. It's like if things start rolling again for Curry mm-hmm. tomorrow night. It's I also think tomorrow LeBron gets every call. Yeah, he, I I expect him. It's so hard to officiate like these games. It's shit, and he doesn't get any calls <laughs> when he's going to the hoop, and everybody else does. I just think if you if 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 LeBron when he puts his shoulder into someone and then kind of fades back. On like a hard dribble drive, if you want to call that, you could call it. But they time. do call it on some of the other guys. They give you that call a lot of times. I just with him, I think different players are. It's just because he's bigger. I think players. I think because of his size, players are. And it's shit. It's the same thing with Shaq back in the day. Like you had to maul him for a call for a foul call. He's gonna get every call tomorrow. Vegas. Oh, we what, want this to go seven. Vegas wants it to go seven. Joey Crawford. You yeah. think will be in uniform? Definitely. All right. We're gonna. We're gonna. Well, there'll be one more on Friday night. All right, there you have it, America, our first midweek special edition podcast. That was a little Game 5 recap, Game 6 preview. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope we uh, threw some free candy your way with a little Game 7 Cavs 5-1. Uh, Take the dogs. Take the dogs.